through the night. She just wanted to tip, no advice on the side of the road. What's the risk? Roll the dice. If they catch us, I don't care because we all gonna die. Welcome to Poor Talk. This is the true story of three strangers picked up one to camp together and have their lives monitored. As we'll stop being polite and start getting real on Eric. This is Miss Paige Lee. Easy tell them, Papito, Daddy Dick him down. DMV's finest, Fredericksburg's finest, Mansfield's finest, UPS's finest, Brock Road Elementary, class of 06, Valedictorian. UPS's finest is a new one. You know, how back on that truck, back on that truck. What can Brown do for you, single mothers? <laughs> Damn, I, I'm, well, I'm back on last week's shit where I thought about something, and then I got distracted, and now I don't remember what I was going to say. Last week was a very forgetful episode. It really was. Oh, but, okay, so... From last week's episode, we did have a big discussion about um, a girl who was having some sperm donor issues, we'll just say, and we should have a follow-up. Hopefully, she'll be on next week's episode. Fingers crossed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So definitely go listen to that. That last half of that episode was uh, it was a wild one, to say the least. Quick update. I've reached out again to that job and the the hiring, not even the hiring, the team lead of it, still no response. So I think it's like four weeks of me getting ghosted at this point. I fucking live for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> the company closed, bro. I called. <laughs> the company is done, zones. I'm like, I'm, I'm almost gonna start spite applying for jobs just so they keep seeing my name because I'm so angry about it. <laughs> I think that I think that's the plan. Um, the only other significant thing that we're definitely gonna start off this podcast talking about. Um, young Paige Lee contracted the Rona from what I've been hearing. I sure did. I don't even know where to start. I guess, where did you get it at? When did you know that you might even potentially have it, etc.? Um, so I heard that there was a spike in cases here in Kentucky. And this past, well, no, I guess not this past weekend, the weekend before that, um, I went to Memorial for a friend of mine um, that died in a car accident. I went to a wedding and I went to the bar twice. And three of those events were at the exact same place. And I have a feeling that I caught it there because being in a trumpet state, um, there are a lot of anti-maskers. So even though I was wearing a mask, I probably got it from someone. So, um, yeah, and I was, like, out with a bunch of friends, and all my friends have it, too. And at one point, I was really drunk and convinced my friends to lick alcohol off of a table, too. So that probably, like, (laughs) What? We were drunk, and Haley spilled her white cloth. And I dared her and my friend Jordan to lick it off the table. And they were drunk, too, so they didn't care at the time. What Was it at least for odds? No, I said, lick it, lick it, lick it. And they just went to town. You can convince them to do anything. Yeah, these are the type of drunks I don't want around me. <laughs> yeah, it was very funny. But um, I didn't know that I had it until Tuesday I woke up and I had a really sore throat. And I just thought it was like my yearly case of strep. But then it, my body just felt super weighted down. And I was so tired that I like physically could not sit up straight. And I had a terrible headache. And my nostrils hurt really bad, like right between my eyeballs. And um, 
So, I mean, did you feel like it really put you on your ass or like what? The first three days were pretty bad. Like, I was, I was off of the count. I'm pretty sure, like, the first two days I slept most of it, I might have been up for, like, two hours altogether. That's like peeing and eating for 48 hours. So, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll knock you back. There's no denying that. Did your... Since you're working, you always worked remote. Did your job, like, consider that good enough to, like, not have to work or what? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> my job is literally one of the best ever because they gave us 10 extra sick days for COVID if we got it. Or if someone that we know is suffering from it or, you know, just anything COVID-related they gave us. 10 extra emergency sick days. That's solid. Yeah. I mean, as we're trying to figure that out, we're like, because everything is so remotely, I feel like companies should be giving you still, even if you have it, because like you don't know what your symptoms could be, but you, you don't really know what companies are going to do. So what are your thoughts now after having, I guess, do you still have symptoms and all that? Uh, right now, I don't have any symptoms. Um, I did take off through tomorrow, though. I'm going to keep doing that. But, um, I mean, if, if you, I'm like a pretty healthy individual, so I wasn't really worried about it. Uh, but I could see that if you, if you weren't very healthy, you're very like, you know, like immune to most things. I could see how it could really knock you back on your ass, but also I don't think it's severe enough to get the, you know, fright that it does. At least not in my case, um, just because it, it really wasn't that bad. It was like having the flu really bad. Did you lose any uh, sense of smell or taste? I did not. I feel like that, that's the one thing that would be the biggest bummer, is just not being able to taste things anymore. Yeah, I did not, but Kathina did. And she said she's just been eating cheese and crackers for like four days. There's no point wasting money on food if you can't taste it. I mean, you still want some nutrients, but besides that. Nah, she said white claws and. I just can't imagine that drinking while having Corona is great, but who knows? No, they've. So, like, a bunch of my friends here have it, and they all want to, like, group quarantine together and just get trashed for, like, three days in a row. Yeah, that just sounds real stupid. <laughs> uh, that, that that does seem very uh, Kentucky of, of them to do so. Um, do you have any any advice for anybody who might be thinking about not wearing a mask? Do you consider that everybody should be wearing a mask at this point? Yeah, I mean, if you don't want to wear a mask, I mean, that's on you. Do what you want, but you're probably going to get the Rona. 
and it'll knock on your ass. And then the government makes you stay in your house for 10 days. So if you're going to come in contact with it or spread it, just make sure you don't have anything to do for like two weeks. Where, so I'm assuming you guys got this at the bar. Um, I thought they were doing like mass mandates when you were in like restaurants and stuff. They are. But I guess they're not enforcing it that much. No, not at all. And there's even supposed to be like a max capacity thing. And this bar just did not give a fuck. And y'all still went to this bar? Huh? And y'all still went in this bar? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, the thing about the bar is though, like, even if you have to wear a mask, I remember you were telling me uh, about, you were telling us about it in like, what, up in Fredericksburg and stuff, like, I mean, this was way prior, but like once you have to walk in with a mask, so then once you're in there, like they were like, "Oh, you're cool" or whatever. Yeah, that's why the boys wasn't at the bars because <laughs> niggas were gonna get corona from the bars. No, that makes sense. Yeah, like no matter what restaurant you go in, you wear your mask and then you can put it down at the table because air doesn't travel when you sit down. Well, especially because like if you're at a bar, like you're going there to probably drink, maybe eat some food, so like. You're going to pull the mask down to drink and stuff, so it's not like you're going to have it on the whole time. Yeah. At this point, mm-hmm. I just say wear a mask wherever you go, and then if you get it, you get it. If you don't, good on you. Like, if you don't want to go outside, you don't have to, and if you do, that's the risk you're willing to take. I don't really see the point of us going back down lockdown, but whatever. Nah, lockdown is essential. We, we need a lockdown. All right, hold on. We'll, we'll, we'll hit that. We'll hit that. Uh, Paige, do you have anything else left on Corona? Any advice? Any thoughts? Is it not shit? Is it ain't shit? Is it, is it on par for the shit we thought it might be? Uh, no, it's not shit. Not shit. You heard it here first. Corona is not shit per Paige Lee. Um, all right, so now we can go into this, though. It seems like we're heading towards lockdown. I mean, at least in different states, there's different protocols. So as I know, now you want to touch on that. Go, go ahead. Yeah, we, we need lockdowns. Um, me and my boys have been going back and forth about this for a while, all in agreement that we need lockdowns. Um, without lockdowns, we get cases like, which I'm sure is happening to more people. We'll just use in a vacuum right now, Paige's friend group, who three or four went to the bar because there is no lockdown and all got corona. Imagine there being four, five, six other friend groups who also went to the bar and also got corona. Lockdown's gonna limit corona spreading because niggas not gonna be able to go congregate places. So bring on the lockdowns. I mean, what about what about all the... I mean, people are trying to get the economy back up, small businesses. What, what about all that yeah, stuff that's, that's been they struggling? It's a pandemic. People, people do die from this. Like, I'm not gonna say it's not shit. My, like, my neighbor died from it. My mom's got a good friend who died from it. Older people do die from this. And especially now when we're getting close to, like, the holidays, we need to lock down so people can travel safely. You got a bunch of people about to get kicked out their dorms because college is about to be out. They're going to be going back to their families. The lockdown going to make sure, even if they healthy enough to beat it, their older siblings, older parents, older cousins, aunties, they might not be. So we need the lockdown because we know what's going to happen when we let all these kids do whatever the fuck they want to do. They're going to be like, oh, damn, it's not shit. I'm healthy. I can beat it. They're not thinking of the people who can't necessarily beat it. The lockdown going to enforce them to think about that because they're not going to be able to go congregate. 
Well, the whole point of the lockdown is for nobody to travel. So saying that we should go in lockdown to travel safely doesn't even make any sense. The point of the lockdown is not for nobody to travel. Because they the lockdown is so people stop going out and stop doing things. They they realize people are coming home from college right now. And like it's Thanksgiving, Christmas. People are going to be seeing their family. So you need a lockdown so they can't go out and do everything they want on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday nights. Like people got to still so, get home. So the best way to do that uh, is make sure when you go somewhere, you're going to the grocery store. You're going from your college dorm back home for the winter break. And that's it. You're not going to bars. You're not going to little so, concerts and shit. Lockdown. How long of a lockdown? You said what? How long of a lockdown? How long of a lockdown? Mm-hmm. Me personally, I don't know what other people are doing. I haven't seen Virginia's playing all the way through yet, but I've seen that. Uh, fuck, what's up? Northam, that's the governor of Virginia. He's talking through New Year's, and I'm not mad at that. We're literally getting during holiday season. People are going to, like I said, they're going to start coming home from school between, depending on where you go to school, between Thanksgiving break and like the second week of December. So you're going to have an influx of people coming from somewhere. Lockdown, so you limit the interaction that they have. Well, I mean, they didn't have a interaction like, um, what am I trying to say? They didn't have an interaction restriction at college. Yeah, they needed it probably. And at college, they was just hanging around college kids. Now they come home to their families, to their parents, to their grandparents. Lockdown. Well, I thought colleges were doing stuff because remember we talked about this in like a couple months ago that yeah. students on the quote unquote abroad trip that was just in a hotel got like kicked out for colleges that. Colleges were doing some lockdowns. Mansfield kicked some students off out the campuses for having parties that they busted. I know some people at Penn State got kicked out and sent home because they had parties and shit. But this need to be like you can monitor college like the college campus because the college set the rules. You need like a citywide, statewide lockdown to monitor a city. So that's why you got things that like bars. The fuck, the bars need to be open so late for anyway. The earlier you close, the less people can conjugate. Barber shops, I like a cut, but you don't need the barber shop right now. You don't need the nail salon right now. Fucking New York has had their tattoo parlors closed since the beginning, and I remember some of my boys were like, "Why the fuck do other states have they tattoo shops? Like you don't need your tattoo shops open right now." It's kind of ridiculous. I feel like people just wanted to go back to normal. And I, so do we think that if we had had like a nationwide lockdown for like, let's say even just for a good time period, like a month, we just locked everything down, we just all chilled out. Do you think that we could have avoided this second wave by now? I think it depends on who you listen to and where you get your information from. But Dr. Fauci said, last spring during March, April, if we locked down for two months, that the case that we've seen in the fall would be drastically different than the numbers that were estimated that we'll see. And now we've passed the numbers that they estimated we'd see in the fall because there was no real lockdowns. Niggas locked down for like three weeks and opened up and went back to doing everything they did in their regular lives. Yeah, I think I think that was the issue that we were having. I mean... It's, uh, this is a bigger issue of states, like having states running things versus um, having kind of a nationwide mandate. Because, I mean, you see it with the election, with all this stuff, with even with the mask when it was a thing, like 
Some states were like, no, you don't need to wear a mask, blah, blah, blah. Some states were like, yeah. But if we had just gotten on one singular thing, I think we could have cut so much of this out. And it wouldn't be as big of an issue at this point. I mean, it was still going to be an issue because, like, wintertime is still cold and flu season. So, like, you're going to have to deal with that. So to just try to ease a little bit and just shut things down, because shit was already kind of shut down for a while. So yeah. it's like we we really could have avoided a lot. That showed you very fast how capitalistic and money-driven America as a whole is. Because they seen that they was losing money, and they started opening up everything that'll give them money fast. And it's almost pathetic. Like, But, you know, when you're a capitalistic country, that's what you care about, making ends meet. And that's what they tried to do. I mean, it's not like people weren't pivoting. Like, I mean, I feel like almost every business now has like online ordering. You can even get like, as long as your state permits it, like drinks if you really wanted to. I don't know why you would. Um, you just, it's cheaper to get stuff at a liquor store. Like, there's so many things that can be done online now, which I think is better for the future. But it's like, you don't need to rush to have things open. You know? What I will say is, I have some fucked up opinions when it comes to money because, like, that's kind of what I do to a degree. And I'm just a dickhead of a person in general. And I want to make as much money. I don't care about, like, sharing my money or any of that shit. But what I will say is anybody who has ever yucked me on that stance and how I will, like, prioritize money and this and that, they can never again, if during this pandemic, they went out and spent money somewhere and their excuse or their reason was, well, we got to spend money or the economy needs money. All that was bullshit. This was a pandemic for heaven's sake. Like your local bar don't need you during the pandemic. If they fail, they fail on them for not managing their money better. Nah, that's not fair, so, man. We've been on a lockdown for like since fucking February, March. The, it's in November. I don't want to be that guy. But as a nigga who hopes to one day get into giving out real loans, big loans, if you're a business and you can't sustain eight, nine months or with no capital, with no income, your business was probably only going to last two or three more years. And I think we all know that. If you're struggling to make ends meet over six, seven months, your business wasn't going to last long And it was, if it wasn't a startup. The startup is the only way that was like debunked. If you're a startup, that's different. Yeah, but we know not every business is always doing as well. I mean, we've watched Bar Rescue. We've watched fucking whatever, Kitchen Nightmares, whatever, Gordon Ramsay. Like, businesses struggle, and it's just like some people just don't manage the money well. And I don't – even if even if you have a nest egg, like let's say you had a year. I mean, we're coming up a year of being out of business if you were like following things and like losing just no activity for months upon months. is a lot to take that on. There is a lot to take on. And all I can say is sucks to be them. Because I can no longer, like, listen to the nonsense people give for, like, reasons you need to reopen the economy. My small salon's going to close. I don't give a fuck about your small salon when your salon could be killing people. So you lose a little money or we kill people. Like, come on now. Come on. <laughs> the fuck this salon do for me? Not shit. Herbal, what if uh, what if your your barber was done for? Hey, I'm gonna tell you right now, Nando a hustler. Y'all can't cut Nando out. Y'all might close his business, <laughs> but we gonna still slide to Nando's house to get a cut. He uh, gonna land on his feet. I don't know, man. I mean, it, you also have to think about this side as of 
it like the pandemic became way too political because i remember i seen that story not too long ago where they were like the usps like literally had planned out a program to ship out masks to every single person in the country and that shit got shut down and then with all uh it took so long to get a stimulus check and then we couldn't even get a second wave of one and it's like a lot of this could have been avoided with another stimulus check, some more PPP loans for these businesses, small businesses, all that. Nah, it, but like it just became political. It was, about it. it was political. A second stimulus would have been nice whenever it could still come. It'd be nice. What I will say, it is fucked up because I remember hearing about that mass situation. That's fucked up. Y'all bring me stupid grocery store fucking shit every week that I do not want and keep shoving it in my mailbox, but you couldn't bring me a mask? Come on. Like, it, especially when, like, everything was beginning and it was such a big issue of there's no mask places, like, people are buying masks, but hospitals need masks. And it's like, you're telling me the government had a, a policy or a program in place in which everybody was going to get one. And we were like, nah, we don't we don't need masks. Masks are important. This shows, though, if people would have, if everybody as a whole, I think it starts with the president at the time. If everybody as a whole would have taken this more serious, we would have been better off right now. But for some reason, like, I, it, sometimes I sit back and think about it, like, why the fuck did nobody take this serious? I feel like, well, yeah, it was definitely a political thing. It was getting played down by the president. And then, like, I remember when we first even started talking about it. If you go back to those old podcasts where I was, I was like, bro, if, it, if it's only, like, a two-week quarantine after you get it, like, if we all were just quarantined for two weeks, like we should be good, but it's like it's clear it's just not. It that is simple. not that simple, which is a real shame. Our first squad link up in Charlotte. The first Charlotte part one was right before. Yeah. <laughs> we were out there wilding at the beginning of a pandemic. It was popping off too. I mean, for as much as it, I don't even like. Was Corona even really being corona talked about being at that time? Talked about because like the week after school shut. And, like, there was, like, I remember hearing that there were, like, cases down there because we were fucking with Ethan because it was, like, near this college. But I don't think, like, anything was, like, closed or anything because of corona at the time. Yeah, not at that time, at least. Everything was still open. It'll be interesting to see if we can even make it to Charlotte with things still being open. Huh? Like, if we get there and, like, let's say they lock things down. I'm going to tell you right now, that's why this house was bought. We were thinking about this the whole time. When I looked at this house, I said, this is a house I can enjoy myself drinking in for four days if I can't go out. So do we, we, need, we probably need to have a conversation then at some point about alcohol and food. Yeah, we'll probably need to do alcohol, food, definitely COVID test. I need paperwork yeah. at the door. <laughs> what about a screenshot? Does that work? Nah, I need to see the paperwork. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, yeah. Somehow, I feel like somehow we always come back to Charlotte. (laughs) Yeah, so, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see um, what lockdowns come that are already kind of coming in. It'll be interesting to see once Biden actually comes into office, what they do. If there's going to be, like, a big uh, federal mandate of a lockdown. Oh, shit, my bad. PA, this is just one of the things I do know that they're doing while we're talking lockdown. They're not playing any games because I live in Mansfield, like twenty six miles from the twenty four miles from the border of New York. But while I work at out in fucking Westfield, four miles from the border of New York, they Tom Wolf, Governor Wolf, decent guy. Sometimes I like him. 
he's got my bid for president 2024. Let me get back on track. Um, he has mandated a uh, no traveler clause through the state of PA. And me, I was looking at it like, how the fuck do you like, like people grocery shop over here because they house might be on the New York side, but the closest grocery store or gas station is here. Or like they live there and they work here. Apparently, the rule is they can't be 30 miles south of the border. So they're found 30 miles south of the border unless they're going to or from work. It's a ticket right there. Hmm. And I'm telling you right now, when we were delivering packages the other day, there was like six, seven, eight state troopers right outside that border. So you you getting caught. Can you do that, though? I think they, um, I think, I don't know if we're in a state of emergency or what, like, state we're currently in, but you can do that. Because it's not like a random stop and check since it's, it's a, like, fuck, what is it? It's a, uh, it's not like a random stop and check since, like, that's the order right now. Like, the government, or the governor order is y'all can't be in this state right now. Kind of like fucking the Indian reservations had where they weren't permitting no out-of-states licensed places out there. I don't know. I feel like that gets a that gets a little dicey. Telling me where I can and can't. Yeah, finish. it do, but it don't. Because it might get kind of dicey when you're thinking about it. But when a nigga tell you, "Hey, yo, you from New York? Keep your talents out there." You're probably not gonna be back in PA after your first ticket. What if you're just traveling through? I don't know what the rule is on traveling through because it didn't say that. I think if you're going to like one clear destination, if it's not work, it says something about one destination. I think if you're going through like one clear destination and to travel through, you might be okay. I don't really know what that meant, but I'm assuming if your destination like makes you have to pass through PA, you're good. But you can't be like from mm-hmm. fucking Corning, New York, and just traveling to Harrisburg without getting a ticket. That's some shit. I don't know. I have to look into that. I want to. I want to know the legalities of being able to do that. Because I remember when the first lockdown happened in Delaware, like. When we would go to like the animal shelter to go like volunteer there and stuff, there was like a sign that was like, if you're traveling from PA to Delaware and you're staying there, like you have to do like a 10 day quarantine or whatever it was. I could imagine that being a sign. I couldn't imagine Paige, listening you... to it, but I can imagine that being a sign. Yeah. Paige, you had said that Kentucky uh, had some lockdowns, but then you never told us what they were. So what were um, they? It was just um, no more restaurants. Um, Kids are going to go back to virtual learning. And it's only for, like, the actual quarantine lockdown part. It's only three weeks until December 13th. But the virtual learning is until next year. That that makes sense, though. I mean, I don't know as much for, like, elementary or, like, middle school and stuff. But, like, when colleges were saying that once people go on Thanksgiving break, once they go home, they're staying home. I was like, yeah. that makes sense. I wouldn't trust oh, college absolutely. kids. Let's talk about this. It's a little relevant. Um, what makes someone a bad driver? My list of things that make <laughs> you a bad driver. If any turn you make feels like you're jerking the car, you're a bad driver. Um, if your braking feels like brake checks every time, you're a bad driver. If you drive with both hands on a steering wheel, in my eyes, you're a bad driver. Because every good driver don't need to do that. Um, oh, I don't know if y'all ever been in the car with somebody and they complain like that it's too noisy or they need to focus. If at any point you tell me and you're driving that you need to focus, you're a bad driver. 
What do you mean by focus, though, for clarification? I got a cousin, and when she drives, she'll, like, turn the music down, and she doesn't like any talking because she's like, I need to focus. Quiet down. I need to focus. I'm like, bitch, you can't drive. Like, let me out the car. I feel like the only time people do that is, like, that meme where it's, like, you're driving looking for a house number, and you turn the music down to act like that's going to help with your vision. Oh, I don't know that's why about it. that, but, yeah, that happens as well. Um, People who, like, swerve throughout the lanes. Haley from, like, Mansfield to Haley used to hang out with all the time when she was here. She would, like, go back and forth between, like, the right side and left side of the lane. I'm like, so do you know if you hold the steering wheel, like, just straight? The car goes just straight. So, like, why are we bobbing back and forth? Those are, like, the off the top of my list. You're a bad driver. Oh, last one. If you can't parallel park, you're a bad driver. If you can't parallel park, if you can't reverse, you're a bad driver. I feel like with backup cams now, that really shouldn't be an issue. And, like, there's so many features that cars have where they're trying to make it even easier. Backup cams ruin people because backup cams make people who, like, can't parallel park now and can't reverse. And I'll get in the car with somebody, like, especially up here where we get snow, and it'll be covered a little bit, and they're, like, lost. I'm like, shorty, didn't know. I'm like, <laughs> I can't see anything. drive ever? In parallel parkings. As long as it's not super tight, it's I really not hard. From the city, so it's not hard. But I'm not going to lie. To me, I think reversing, like, depending on how far you're reversing, reversing harder than parallel parking. Parallel parking is simple as shit. I didn't mean in driveways where you got to reverse, like, damn near half a mile. Like, that's trickier than parallel parking. Yeah, if it's a long period, that can get dicey. Um, what do you think about people who don't check their blind spots when they're merging lanes? <sighs> it depends. Because you could just be a bad driver or or you could use a couple tactics that I sometimes employ. If I'm looking in my rear view and nothing's on the rear and then I gas it, I can get over because I would have seen somebody coming on me. <laughs> so your logic is you're not going to check. But if I go fast enough, if there's someone there, I'm going to yeah. get in front of them anyway. And that's how people wreck and die. Right, I ain't never been in no wreck because I know how to drive. What other things make someone a bad driver? I don't know. I'm trying to think. I feel like you cover a lot of cover it. A lot. The bobbing and weaving throughout the lane really irks me. What about just a slow driver? If you drive slow, <sighs> does that make you a bad driver? I feel like it has to. It depends. I don't know if it makes you a bad driver. It might make you a nuisance to me on the road. But I don't know if it makes you a bad driver. What makes someone a bad passenger? For me personally, it would be very, very hard for me to say someone was a bad passenger. Because I'm usually like listening to music or like on my phone. So I'm not even paying attention to your actions. So for you to annoy me as a passenger, for me to say you're a bad passenger, it would probably just be like... If you ask for the ox too many times while I'm playing my music in my car, like if you ask <laughs> once and I said no and you don't have the ox, you probably aren't getting the ox. What about a bad navigator? Just someone, if they're bad at navigation, I feel like that's a bad passenger. Do you leave the navigation to the passenger? Yes. There's nothing, there is On nothing occasion, worse if you than don't... a shitty co pilot. Oh, that shit irks me so bad. All I need you to do is tell me when to turn. And you can't do that on time? Oh, hate it. I feel like I would be a very bad co-pilot 
that's probably why I always pilot myself. Because if you're driving, I'm going to probably be on my phone anyway. So I'm probably not paying attention on, like, when the turn's coming. Yeah, it's going to be like, hey, as when is the exit? It's like, oh, you missed it. Sorry, my bad. I was snapping. Yeah, that's probably exactly what would happen. Or if you try to eat something obnoxious in my car, like, that makes you just a terrible passenger. Like, why did you order chili? What is it? Chili at Wendy's is a good one. I had one of my boys get in my car in high school with a plate of spaghetti on the way to practice. (laughs) And I was like, nigga, I hope you don't think I was going to let you eat that in here. Mm. Anything else, drivers, passengers? Um, some like I feel like normally the driver is also in charge of the ox, at least in my car. But sometimes I'll be like, you know what? I don't want to fuck with my phone. I'll give it to my co-pilot to play some music. If they don't turn on a banger in at least the first three songs, your your rights for the entire ride are provoked, and you no longer are in charge of the ox. Damn, so you're run, you're running a tight ship. Yeah, because I have to play music to stay awake because every time I'm in a vehicle or any kind of machinery, it makes me want to go to sleep. Sometimes I'll get in Ethan's car and we have different tastes of music to a degree, especially if he's in one of his zones. And it'll get to the point where he's played like three fucking uh, Jaden songs. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna and say Jaden. Like, hey yo, can we just ride in silence? <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, I'll bitch enough and it works. Bro, I remember when we were driving down to Charlotte and, like, you guys had all fallen asleep. And I was like, yo, I need something to listen to because I'm fucking bored of music. And I think I put on a podcast and you woke up and you were like, yo, what the fuck am I listening to? (laughs) What podcast was it? I think I was listening to, like, Joe Rogan podcast or something. I just last week, this is very random. Well, not super random. I just last week realized who Joe Rogan was. Still don't like him, <laughs> but I just realized he's the dude who used to host Fear Factor. Jesus Christ. Yeah. How did you, what, like, what did you I've think I've heard Joe his Rogan voice, was? I heard him talk, and I've heard a couple of his little podcasts. Never really liked him. I could never, I like, I knew I knew the name, I just didn't know the face. And then I was watching the old Fear Factor, and I was like, this is Joe Rogan. Yeah, man, he did. He does it all. Let's talk about this. Um, so I feel like everybody, especially during lockdown, but I feel like recently, recently, a lot of people have been getting on TikTok. I'm not gonna say they're kind of late, um, <laughs> but as might be one of those person people, and I might be one of those people. Um, I feel like it's a whole different world that people are coming into, but I also think there's a lot of insight to like. Do you ever come across these TikToks where someone's like, it's like the fucking thing, like, oh, playing a song for their family member or friend, but it's actually them rapping? Or like, I feel like a lot of people are doing this fucking spin art where they just put paint on a canvas and hook it up to a drill and spin it. Like, there's there's a lot of pandering going on on TikTok right now. A lot of nothingness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, There are some trends that are just so stupid. Do I watch every single video anyway? Yes. But that doesn't mean the trend is not just really stupid. Like, there's this there's this kid I follow who is, like, a signed singer to, like, Big Machine Records. But he's he hasn't, like, popped off yet or anything. And um, he'll do these videos 
it's like singing in front of my friends for the first time. And I'm like, they know that you're a signed artist. And it's clearly not the first time you sang in front of them. And there's always like, oh my God, you're so good, blah, blah. Yeah, because you've heard him sing before. It's just, that was, fuck me off. I can't stand that. Bro, that's, I hate that because it's clear that it's not the truth. Like, yeah. what are we doing? And like, they're trying to make TikTok, like Vines doing like small sketches. And it's like, the amount of tools and time that that app gives you, you can do so much more than just something for six seconds. So why like waste your time? I came across the creepy trend on TikTok the other day. There, some like people are starting to do the stepbrother, stepsister shit on there, and I am not <laughs> a fan of this. Why is this coming onto TikTok? Can for the people that don't know what you're talking about, can you further explain? Um, I mean, so if if anybody, if you go onto any porn website at this point, there's a big thing of like incest or like stepbrother, stepsister porn. Um, it's been popping off for years now, and TikTok finally thought it was a great idea to start doing it. So you have these, I assume they're couples, because I I mean, I just really cannot wrap my mind around the fact that it would actually be a stepbrother, stepsister. And they're not having sex, but it's like, they're like clearly ins- insinuating that they've either had sex or that they're going to have sex or they like might do some other things. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm here for the memes. And that's it. I don't need to see this weird stepbrother, stepsister. Let me guess. It's like they're probably in high school. Probably. Fucking weirdos. It's just super weird. And I'm like, it, it, it's a question of, is it just desperate? Like, are you desperate to pop off on TikTok that you're willing to do just anything for that? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. As, do you have anything on, like, artists pandering for their music for TikTok or anything like that? Um... I don't really have too much on artists pending, but I've heard that there's like people who are putting out music that they're hoping will like catch or become trendy on TikTok. I know that uh, Polo G, Chicago rapper, he's got real good shit. Um, he petitioned TikTok to take his music from them. No, he tried to get them to ban his music because he makes he makes his music off the shit he lives. For his niggas in the streets, not for little white suburban kids to dance to. <laughs> and uh, pretty much he's he trying to fight them right now to get his music off of TikTok for good. And some people are against it. Some people are with it. They're like, well, that's dumb because like some people can like get introduced to your music like this, blah, 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 which is, I guess, a decent point. But for me, I support it. If you make the music, you put your time, your effort, your Whatever, because being an artist ain't easy. You put your time and effort into making these songs, making these tracks, and now you see a bunch of like little white kids making TikTok dances to them. I probably wouldn't be happy either. So if he's okay with losing some listeners, losing some money, and he wants him to ban his music, he personally wants that. I can't be mad at that. Like, I can only respect it for real. Do you think? That you can monetize if people use your music oh, on TikTok? I'm pretty sure you can. From what I had seen, because I, me and Ethan and them looked into this, what I had seen, they have to use a certain amount of your song for you to get any money off of it. And I don't know like, if the amount they were using was even enough or how much the amount is, but like, for you to even see any money off of it, 
first off, a lot of people would have to use it, and then it would have to be a certain amount of your song before they even have to like pay fucking royalties or whatever. Damn. But no, nah, he just don't want little white kids dancing to the shit he makes for the streets. And I feel <laughs> that. So he's he's not going the Drake way with the fucking Tootsie slider. He was like, this is yeah, clearly made he, he for not. TikTok. And I'm not mad at that because he's a Chicago drill rapper. Nigga's a real life gangbanger. It'd be it's weird to like. I wouldn't want to see my music like that if that's the life I rapped about. <laughs> and now y'all like, mm, no. That makes sense. I didn't even think about it in that aspect. I don't know because I mean, it like artists clearly like push their stuff on TikTok to try to get more ears. So I guess it's. It kind of depends what you want. Like, I could see you wanting it to pop off on TikTok because, you know, someone's like, "Oh, wait, what's that song? Who do, who does that? The one I saw the dance with." Like, you could get some some views off of that for sure. That's what. That's the other people's argument. Like the other side is like, you're you're gonna lose potential listeners, but this nigga don't care, so I can't be mad at it. All right, let's hit something different. We're all over the place today, but you know, it is what it is. It's a classic porch talk episode. Um, apprenticeships versus going to college. I think, I think we talked about this with Mom and B. Not this exact thing, um, but just the kind of idea yeah. of this. Of do you even need to go to college anymore? Or, I mean, trade schools and stuff. There, you there's a lot of money that can be made doing that. It just depends if you're dedicated to to we do. We did that. kind of touch on this with her. My quick at a glance would be. Here's my pro and here's my con. The pro is I got some boys who have done this route, who did the trade school route, or not the trade school, apprenticeship route. And he lived good. He make a smooth, good amount of money. I'm talking 25 at 80, 85,000. But he's been doing this since 18, 19, 1920. The problem is he told me, we was having a just straight up conversation. He said, yeah, the work I do, I'm going to probably tap out at, like, 95 for real. And the fact that I've got three promotions this fast, my boss didn't get his next big promotion to get him to 95, 98, until he was about 35, 40. And then he's been right around there since then, and he's 51. He said, I got about one more promotion in me for the rest of my life. He's like, y'all can go get a degree. And depending on what your degree is, you can make 200, 250,000 easy. And I, he just knows that, like, he is now at the peak, really, of, like, finance for the rest of his life. And that's the one pro and con. You can make more money up front with the apprentice trade school shit, but the money you make up front, you're going to be stagnant at that spot for a lot longer than you would if you go get a degree. But the problem with the degree is you might climb and grow with the degree, but you're going to start a lot lower with the degree still in some in some instances. So you might get your degree started at 50000 It might take you 10 years to get to eighty five, But then in the next 10, you might get to one twenty. So it just depends on, like, how much of the long run you want to play money-wise. I think with also the trade stuff is, depending on what field you go into, it also depends on what kind of contracts your, like, company gets. So you can make like really good money. Like I think I was talking to when I was doing volunteering as a firefighter, uh, I was like, I was pulling in like 125,000 a year and then we didn't get a contract for two years. And I was like, bro, that is insane. Yeah. To think about. That, that would be insane. One, you're also going to get out with way less Especially, debt. True. But, um, 
But especially like, all right, let's say you're making 125 a year. You're probably going to be living like you're making that. I mean, you should definitely be saving a good amount and not living crazy. But let's be real. Some people are going to do that. And if you just don't get jobs for like a year or two, but you you have a certain lifestyle you've already established, like that's that could get real dicey too. No, that would. I think it's got its perks. I just think so, it. I think it really. Um, it depends on what type of person you are, because a lot of the time the trade schools or the apprentices, it's going to be more hands on, and it's usually going to be like I'm not going to say dirtier work. But it's probably going to be harder work, like physically harder work. So it just depends on if you know that you're that type of person who doesn't mind doing physical work for most of your life until you get into like the management position on that side. Or if you don't think you want to do physical work and you want to do blue, blue collar shit, not blue collar, white collar shit, and like sit behind a desk and that's like what you think would work better for you, then it probably would make no sense for you to go do an apprenticeship. Yeah. No, that, that definitely does make sense because if you're. <laughs> If you want to work with your hands and you enjoy that, don't go to college. Like, just just go into the trade and just enjoy yeah. what you do. Just call it a day because that the debt's only getting worse. The degrees that you need are only going to get higher. I used to like because this is we should have talked about this on Mama Beavers one because like she was saying where like they push you and push you to like follow that road and like go to college right after high school and all this stuff. I used to think that like everybody wanted to go to college and everybody wanted a desk job because you know everyone says work smarter not harder the older i've got and then living in west virginia for that year and like meeting some of the boys parasols on the team and then living out here in pa some people really don't mind working harder like they was born and bred <laughs> to wake up and work hard so working harder don't bother them <laughs> like working smarter would be mm-hmm. like dumb to them they don't want to go, like, get a degree and sit behind a desk. They want to go outside, do hard work, do a hard day's work, and know that they did a hard day's work and wake up and do the same thing the next day. And it does not bother them at all. See, I feel like that's how people get, like, fucking burnt out and they're, like, hobbling around by the time they're, like, 45. That mindset. I feel like it could be. But then when you think of, like, professors like that, like the fucking frackers and farmers and shit like that, Almost all they work is hard work for the most. Like, they get up, work long hours, and they've been doing this all their life, and they don't mind it for the most part. Like, they don't want to go work a desk job, or they don't want to go work in the AC and, like, sit behind a computer. They they like getting up, going and working hard, and knowing that they worked hard. That's just you know, built, different. built different. Yeah, because that, that reminds me when I was, like, confused on what I was doing with my career path before I, like, got this current job in a... Uh... Or I might have just gotten it recently. I was talking to my uncle about it. We were all outside, and he was like, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. This cop shit is cool and all, but if you can get a job that pays you well, that's not stressful with good hours, and you don't hate it, why would you not do that? Like, I, He was like, the position I got now, it's great. It's easy. I get paid way too much money, and like, I'm chilling. And I've never been happy. Like, why would I pass? Like, why would you not take that? So if it, if the opportunity comes, take that. And I was like, damn, honestly, right. Yeah. Paige, isn't one of your brothers a farmer? Yeah, my older brother is a farmer. Would you think that he's a type who doesn't mind, like, working hard and, like, takes pride in knowing that he worked a hard day as opposed to, like, working in a desk job or something? Um, well, he has ADHD, so a desk job's just not humanly possible for him to literally do. Um, 
would I say that he takes pride in working harder? Sure. Um, but he's also the type of person to make everything harder than it needs to be. So, like, when there are opportunities to make a smarter, more efficient decision, he, like, purposely doesn't make that decision and makes it harder on himself. Got He's to, that type of person. Hey, he got to have that hard day by any means. But the thing is, he's 6'7", trying to fit into the cab of a tractor and wonders why he has back issues. It's like, well, sir, you have to literally fold in half to fit on your machinery and then bending down whatever else you got to do. Like, it's just not great. He does it for the love, love of the game. Of the game. <laughs> I guess because it's not for the money. I don't know. I used to think that like no, like people who like farm and like some of those other like blue collar jobs that everyone told you go get a degree because you don't want to do that. I used to think none of them have money until I moved to like PA and I see these mega farms that are like hundreds and hundreds of acres, and then you pull up to these people's houses and they're like damn near cabin mansions. It's like y'all been doing something right for a long time here, but they they like that working hard. It's. Mm. I wonder how much those houses cost. I don't know how much the houses cost. Really, you got to find out how much the garage costs because that's where everything's at. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, we delivered to a house today. House was probably like at most a three bedroom, two bathroom. It was a kind of small house, seven garages, and three of them were like the lifted, so you could pull like your fucking RV into it. Why they need that at a house this small, I have no clue. But out front, they had two F-350s. So I don't know what the fuck they do. That is It don't wild. make sense to me. But then I was talking to Ethan one day, and he said it because I think he said he knew somebody like it or whatever. It was Ethan. Or Ke- I think it was Ethan. And he was like, some people really don't care about their house. Like, the house is just where they lay down at night. And that's what I think some of the people up here are like. Like, they don't care about having a nice house. They care about having a big truck, big farm equipment, a big garage. <laughs> the house is just where they're going to sleep and eat. I mean, that does make sense. Because, like, you think about who you see and how they dress out. Like, they're rocking all camo, dirty cowboy boots, some, like, fucking raggedy jacket. But, like, the truck is immaculate. Yeah. Fresh rims, like, clean undercarriage. And the house is just like, eh, you know, I'm here. The house is shit. I remember fucking here. One of the girls I used to talk to, we were at Walmart in Mansfield, and she was like, uh, I can't believe like he dresses like that and drives that truck. And then she had said something about her car. He was like, I would never let him step foot in a car like this. He probably wouldn't know to do something this nice. I was like, Shuddy, you realize that truck, like $80,000 compared to your like $20,000 Honda? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this thing has put the bag on this truck. <laughs> Why? So why would you even spend that much money on a truck, though, if you're not going to do some trucking? Oh, I'm going to tell it? you right now. Outside of, like, the kids who have trucks out here, these men with trucks out here intend to truck. They're going to be pulling something, <laughs> hauling something, fucking towing something, throwing something. They trucking in this truck. Bro, That now, now that I'm thinking about it more... It's like you think about all these people that have the trucks and they have like a yep. boat and an RV, but then their house is run down and you're like, what do you, I don't understand. Absolutely. Yo, Paige, speaking of your brother, didn't he get engaged? Oh my God, my little brother got engaged. What? Yes, sir. So now both of them are engaged. 
A clock is ticking. Fucking hell. And, and all I can think about is how I can't keep a boyfriend for more than a month. But, you know. Don't sort yourself. It was 33 days I counted. I think it literally <laughs> was. Like, oh, damn. The whole thing was just pointless. What, like, when did he get engaged? It was recent, Like right? yesterday. How did he do it? I don't know. Oh. I wasn't there. Hmm. You didn't call him? No. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got him on the line right now. Hey, you can tell her how it happened. Eric, what's his name? Brody. Gee. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kenton. Yeah. I, I was Kenton. Close. Fuck. I was close. <laughs> Damn it. I, fuck. I thought that was it. Wait, is he so still in college? Yeah, he really came in with some confidence, too. And I was like, okay. Is he still in college? <laughs> yeah. What they going to do? Move off campus and have a kid together? A, a kid? I, when is the wedding? I need to know the timeline. Like, is this going to be a long engagement or short? Guy, you don't have enough answers yet. I don't have any answers. <laughs> I have zero answers. I, I need his answers. I would assume a long engagement because they're both still in school. She's in the grad program and he has like a semester left of his undergrad. And he's in like the National Guard or some shit. So he has to like leave all the time. I would assume long engagement. All right. Here's the question. How long is too long of an engagement? I think two years is too long. Two years? Yeah. I think any longer than a year is too long. Because at that point, why propose? I feel like I could just keep being... If you got to tell me for eight, nine, ten months that that's my fiancé, that's my fiancé, then that's damn near just your boyfriend. (laughs) I feel like if I propose to someone, I got to know within the next year, I'm going to marry this person. Or else I don't really know what I proposed for. We just still dating. But what if, like, a global pandemic happens and everything's shut down and you can't have your wedding? That would be, like, probably the only situation that would work in. Maybe. But two years. Two years. I st- we still date. We just dating at that rate. How? All right. We kind of said how long is too long. But, like, when do you call it off? Um, If I'm a shorty and I've been proposed to or engaged for a year and a half, and we still don't have, like, a set date? Oh, that's tricky, though. Because it's kind of like if you propose and they say no, like, are y'all now broken up? If I call off the engagement, are we now, like, broken up for good, or are we just not, like, fiancés? I feel like if you call, if you say no to either of those things, you're probably not together anymore. Okay, that gets tricky, then. Because I don't know if there's find enough time frame for me to be like, well, I'm calling it off we're just not getting married. But then at the same time, like, if it's been two, two and a half years, I'm probably just calling it off and we're not getting married. Uh, I don't know. That's tricky. The only one that has an exception is if somebody proposes to you and you're just, like, fully not ready to say yes. I would hope to God that they didn't make a big production out of it and all that shit and just be like, I love you, but I'm not trying to marry you right now. And if it hurts their oh. feelings, you know, I don't. that's on them. But I don't know if I could take that. Because if I propose, I feel like I would have to really think I could spend the rest of my life with you. So I don't think I would be able to accept 
I love you, but I don't know if I'm ready for marriage. Because this could be two years down the road. Like, this might be a two-year engagement. And Okay, well, think of, think of my previous relationship. Huh? At the pace it was going, at the pace it was going, he would have proposed by Christmas. Yeah. Um, that, Do you that think don't count. that I would have said yes to that? I would have hoped that he didn't propose by Christmas. I know, but if somebody, if they know that they want to spend the rest of your life with you, and they love uh, you, and all this stuff, when is too early? See, that's a fair question. I feel like you need to have confirmation that they would even say yes before you propose. Yeah, you need to, I guess when is too early is a fair question. Um, I'm not with none of those shotgun weddings. Uh, I probably need you to date, at least as an adult. No less than two years. If you've dated for two years, whether y'all live together or y'all don't do the live together thing, pe- different people do different things. If you've dated for two years and you feel like this is the one and you're getting the vibes from her or him, you've got to be getting mutual vibes. And then go ahead and pop the question. <laughs> you can't be dating six months and you think you're ready and you don't know how she's feeling. So you're going to ask to feel her out. Cause that's gonna be a hard time to hear no. I feel like that's when people do the joke, like, "Yo, how crazy would it be if we like got engaged or something?" Like, I mean, I, I like, would you even say yes? And it's like, but like, would you actually say yes? Or like, what, what are we doing? I would say hell no. Are we gonna normalize women proposing to men? Is that like something we're gonna normalize? We will never normalize right, women proposing to men. Normal. Is that bullshit? I'm here for the patriarchy. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we will never normalize women. I was like, ah, okay. Just yep, that. That's it. Just no women. If you clarify that you're going to have a long engagement, like, I guess you would have to do that before or like when you get engaged, right? Wait, what? Oh, yeah, you probably would. Like, you propose and you're like, will you marry me? And we can be engaged for, like, two to five years until we figure out when we're actually going to get married. Two to five? If I hear two to, <laughs> if I hear two you just to five put anything, a, I'm going to long time for a new fiance. Shopping <laughs> for one. Yeah, no, I think two years is a little too long. Because I, like, my thought process behind proposal is, like, both people being in a spot where they could, like, they're not depending on each other, but they're, like, living like equally if that makes sense so like if you're both in a good spot and you're ready to get married i feel like that's a good time to propose because i feel like some people like do it too soon and don't have any backup plans for me personally i would just need to be like secure in the fact that we could both live by ourselves but we're choosing to do it together before we think about marriage but a good a good uh so it'd be more of a partnership when it comes together because right around here, it's like people will, like, as soon as they graduate college and one of them has a job, they'll go ahead and get married. And it's like, okay, but, like, what, like, it's not like the guy has a job and the girl is, like, already pregnant, which is, you know, obvious. That's, you know, tradition down here. But I'm like, what is she going to do when... I don't know. That just like doesn't make any sense to me. I wouldn't, me personally, I wouldn't want to be dependent on another person in such a big like financial 
thing like that, like marriage. Yeah, you definitely. Want I don't know though. Things. I mean, I get how you can say you personally, mm. but like, mm-hmm. I can see how people wouldn't. And the only reason I'm thinking that is because when we talked to Mama B, she talked about she had an engineering degree and everything, never even put it to work because she knew Big B was the one. She fell in love and she trusted him that he was going to be able to hold it down. And that's what they did. And it worked because they had kids like right after college, after Big B had his job, too. It was like a year later, I want to say. Yeah. She never put that degree to work. But that was kind of like, I'm not going to say that was back in the day, but that was not as recent times. I feel like things have definitely changed. I think it depends on where you live, because I'm not going to lie. Things ain't that much different in Virginia. They still be, hey, yo, the man going to go work for, I'd say like for the majority. Like that's what's like the norm. And then the woman, they going to get married and she probably going to be pregnant relatively soon. Man, you know how I feel. I'm not trying to get married and then pregnant like Rob, for example, <laughs> within the year. Like, you need some time to like live that married life. You know, dual income, no kids. I think life. that. But then sometimes I was actually just talking to Jesse yesterday. Then sometimes I think that that might not be for everybody. Some people, the same way Paige doesn't want kids. Some people live like their whole childhood, teen, early adults, waiting to be a parent. And I think that was like Jesse. Jesse always wanted kids in a big family. And as much as Rob wants to act like he wanted to be one of the boys, Rob was never really a full-time member of the boys. Rob always wanted to be this dad, parent, coach anyway. So for them, it kind of worked out perfect. Yeah, I guess that that's what you really want. Hey, but you know what? If you want to hang out with kids a bunch, become a teacher or work at a daycare. We, we don't need to have kids at fucking 21, 22. You know, but then when you're done by 42 and the next 20 years of your life is turning the fuck up, I don't know. I'm not necessarily mad at that. Yeah, but like, why not live for a couple of years, turn up, have some kids still like, you know, not too late, have the kids out a little bit later than some other people. But then you're still thriving and you had some more time to have an income. I feel like the older you are when you start having kids the less likely you are to want to have as many kids as you set out with. Most of the people I know who want a lot of kids started early and they can attribute that the more they, the older they got. And when it went from like one kid at 21, two kids at 23, three kids at 27, if they wanted four or five, by the time they hit like 27, 28, they no longer wanted four or five. So if you want a big family, I think you almost got to start young while you still have all that energy for a big family. Maybe we just got to normalize not having big families. I'm not mad at uh Then again, like, cookie cutter would be like two kids per people. So I'm not, I'm not mad at the outliers who want to pop out three, four, five of them things. See the fucking China mandate where it's like you can only have one or two kids. Shut it all down. No, I'm going to need at least three of those things. I love how you keep referring to them as things. Well, they're not here yet. <laughs> Them things. So, Ed, I mean, let, let's have a real conversation then. Uh, we're not that far away from that time frame where you might need to start popping out kids if you want to have th- two or three um, of them things. I'm not going to lie. This is going to sound terrible at first. I will be involved in my children's life. I want to state that first and foremost. <laughs> I will be there <laughs> providing and helping let these children grow. 
What I will say, in an ideal world, I think some of the child rearing in a young age is going to be more of on my wife to a degree. And I assume I'll be doing more working, kind of like my parents did it, kind of how their parents did it. I'm just old school and Southern like that. I think I... I would like to, I'm, I'm going to be involved in my children's life, but it's probably going to be like how my brothers are like involved with their wives and their kids or how my dad was involved with us. Like most of the like child rearing moments or like raising moments, we was with our mom. Like that wasn't our dad. Dad was out working. Dad was out doing shit on his truck. When we was acting up in the house, it was mom. When we was getting told to read books, it was mom. So I'm assuming that's going to be like more of my wife's area to a degree. So I won't need as much energy because she might be a little more involved in the early stages. When dad was super involved was when we got to like the preteens, teenage years. That's because we needed a man to beat the fuck out of us when we was acting up. (laughs) (laughs) Show us work ethic, all that type of stuff. But do you feel pressure at all uh, as not as much as this, um, the gender aspect, but like the age aspect that like you're starting to get old and like you might need to kind of start wrapping this thing up and trying to pop really a couple things out? Like 29, 30. Uh, so you got time. Yeah. Paige, you don't like you don't even really want kids at all, like just not at all. Um, but do you feel pressures at all to like get married anytime soon not from i like i know you don't want it but like from i mean your i family do eventually and stuff. want to get married i just talk a lot of shit because it doesn't seem to be in my cards um pressure for the children i told my dad a couple years ago that i was never having kids and he was like very sad about it and i was like well shit um the marriage thing pressure to get married I mean, I think I would feel more pressure if literally any of my friends were married. But in the past, like, I think I only have two friends right now that are married. But, like, nobody that I regularly hang out with is in that stage of life or even close to it. So I don't feel as much pressure. Like, even though Kitten just got engaged. I, like, you know, they've been together for, like, two and a half years. I kind of saw it coming. No, yeah. I don't I don't really feel any pressure. Okay, so the question is if you got caught doing the worst things you've ever done, where would you be now? I would I guess I would want to start with what is the definition of worst thing you have ever done? In any capacity, something that you've got away with that people would deem bad. Think of the worst one that you can think of, and if you were to get caught. How would that have changed your life? Because I don't really think I've done anything that bad. So, if I was caught doing the worst thing I've ever done in my whole life. um, My first thought is to, like, drugs, maybe. Or, I mean, yeah, I guess. So, whatever the charge is for that. And that's not even that bad. I don't know. I haven't really done anything that bad. You literally did something like two Wait, weeks ago. Wait, what was two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. When you came back from oh. Cali? <laughs> okay, <laughs> shit. Well, I'd probably have a felony charge. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about that. So your life would be very different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think mine would probably be... <laughs> 
I probably got two options. It'd probably be the excessive drunk driving I did right before 21, like 1920. Um, probably wouldn't have a license, so I probably would never have like made it to Mansfield or Canadenses or any of that type of stuff. Because I probably <laughs> would have served like three months in jail and had no license and been working at McDonald's. Or... Or probably if my mom caught me in high school allowing my girlfriend to take three plan B's in one month, because she probably would have killed me herself. Yeah, RIP to her uterine wall. I feel like, is there not like a cooldown for how many uh, between plan B's really that you take? Ever, but you definitely <laughs> probably shouldn't like within like <laughs> coinciding months. So three in one month was kind of crazy. Do you think if she just took the one, nah. like she would have been good for the rest of the month? Yeah, that's not how that works. We was really fucking. It. It, it doesn't carry no, it over. It does not stay in your system. <laughs> <laughs> also, the fact that people rely on Plan B as a form of birth control is astounding. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, when it's pitched to kids as like the safety net, I can imagine why we went to Plan B. I got, I got that line too. You don't want to just try Plan B? No, bitch, I don't. Who, who's looking forward to trying Plan B at any point? Something like, I had a sweet old lady buy me that Plan B for her all three, well, two of the three times. She worked at the Walgreens across from the school. <laughs> sweet, sweet lady. She gave me a long talking to both times, and then the third time she wasn't there. She did. Wait, she bought them for you? I explained because in Virginia, what? you gotta be eighteen to buy Plan B. And I, well, I don't know if it's still that way, but it used to be that way. I think it still is 18. They might have lowered it, like, federally to 16, because I think someone told me about that a while back. But it was 18 at the time. And uh, I was telling her, like, hey, I made a mistake. My mom's going to kill me. She's going to be pregnant. And she bought it. Oh, she ate it up. Oh, so she didn't actually no, she went buy and it, bought it for you. Like, I was giving her oh, the money, and then oh, she was going yeah. on her break and getting it for me. Oh, well. To save my life, so that I wouldn't be a teenage wild. father at 14. 14? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just asked somebody else the same question, and he said I'd probably be in a gambling debt with a bookie from South America. Oh. Gambling debts are not the debt you want to be in, a.k.a. Uncut, Uncut Gems, which is a trash movie. Fuck Uncut, Uncut Gems. I don't know how it got the nominations it did. It's garbage two hours of my life <laughs> fucking wasted oh that's on my list so it was not that bad it's bad only because of the ending no no it sucks it sucks it's terrible terrible you know it was good until the ending you you will not watch that and at the end of it be like wow i didn't just waste two hours of my life the only part I liked was part of the end because I'm a degenerate. Yeah, and but I was rooting for him. Ten minutes before the movie ended, your opinion wouldn't be so bad. It wouldn't be this was one of the worst movies ever. It'd be like for Adam Sandler, this decent. The last ten ruined it. No, I feel like they could have, they could have done a lot better with it. I feel like there was they could have cut so much no, shit they out. Cut oh. some. Shout out to the weekend though. Shout out to him. I can think I didn't really do anything bad because I was trying to be a cop for so long. 
Um, probably if anything, probably like the buzz driving on occasion and driving back to camp is probably probably the worst. I thought I about say. that. I was like, probably maybe getting fired for letting those kids on the roof in Boston with J. Cole. Because that probably would have led to some type of charge. Because that's what fucking she was talking on for whatever reason. Which probably would have gone on my record. But, like, is that just, like, child endangerment at the point? I guess, yeah. I wasn't, like, thinking about that in, like, a crime sense. But I was just thinking, is there anything else that you've just done that you were, like, how the, why the fuck did I do that? Any, like, close calls with life where you're, like, that was really dumb. Like, yeah, I, I definitely, like, this summer, I definitely drove back drunk for the first time to my house. And I, like, woke up the next day, and I was like, how the fuck did I get back? And I, like, and I fully Ooh, took people scary. home, too. Yeah, and I've not done it since, and I will never do it again. I used to just be a wild, wild driver. But uh probably could have died once or twice. That's probably, like, the next worst, like, not illegal thing. I was just wilding. No, no. The worst thing I ever done that I don't know that should have killed me was when I was, like, nine and got on the jet skis at the lake with, not nine, it was sixth grade. So I was, like, 11 or 12, got on the jet skis at the lake with some of the boys, and I didn't have a life jacket on because they didn't have a life jacket. And my boy Grayson had to swim out and save me because I don't know how to swim, but I was too <laughs> proud to put on a life jacket. <laughs> oh, my life almost ended that day. <laughs> That's such a fucking you thing to almost drown on a jet ski because you, you're too fucking man oh. enough to put a fucking life jacket on. I don't know why my initial reaction was to laugh, but that was almost a sad day. Uh, all right, you guys want to wrap this up? Some yeah, music yeah. and TV. Oh, is that me? All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what have I watched recently? Where's the remote? I've been going through. You watched like, like fucking crazy a thousand movies. Um, I don't fucking remember. The only thing I can think of is I tried watching The Good Place with Chris and Bell, and it was fucking terrible. Um, but that's a TV show. And then, oh, I know what I was going to say. Bleed for This with Miles Teller is really good. And then music. Um, Chris Stapleton has a new album, which I think I mentioned last week, but I'm going to mention it again because it's really fucking good. TV-wise, man, I'm just on that a teacher. Just on that a teacher. Um, and then music-wise... I haven't been listening to any music really, but it was brought to my attention and I was giving him a lot of shit yesterday. So I guess I'll make up a little Drake Bell of Drake and Josh has switched to a Mexican artist now and he changed his last name and puts out like Mexican music now. He's still a broke boy though. Net worth of 400,000. I swear it's weird. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. He's a Mexican artist. Yeah, now? something about how the United States canceled him, so he changed his last name to something Spanish and literally moved to Mexico. I feel like he might have to call this rock. No, he's bottom at rock bottom. It's sad to see because Josh is doing so to... good. Which is crazy because who would have thought Josh was going to be the one to make it big? That's because he had like to have a personality because he was a bigger guy. I might be yeah. clear. 
I gotta find out about <laughs> Drake Bell now. Music wise, I feel like Wale just dropped another song last week. That was probably good. If not, listen to the one before that. I think it was oh fuck, what was it called? Whatever. Listen to Wale. He's got some good stuff. Lions, oh, Bengals, and Bears. Idea. That's it. TV wise, I've been just watching How I Met Your Mother. Um, I watched the Eagles squander my $130 win yesterday because they couldn't give Miles Sanders the ball one more time. I will not let this go. I am upset about it, but that is that. Also, apparently Taysom Hill did good because he oh, beat the Falcons yesterday. <laughs> also, Drew Brees broke 11 ribs, and that's a lot of ribs to break. Let that's it be known. Do humans even have that many ribs? They have 24. Okay. I looked it up. That's almost half. Imagine breaking <laughs> half of almost half of your ribs. Damn. That's crazy. That is wild. Um, hey, thank you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate you. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok, fucking Facebook, Porch Talk, no A. Leave us your review on Apple Podcasts. Um, share the podcast we're on. Obviously, if you're listening to us, you're listening to us on wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Share it with a friend. We appreciate that. We appreciate you. And we'll be back next week. Peace. Yeah, we all gonna die. I was worried to be honest, but it's all going right. When I first laid eyes, I was awful and tight. And I might be off something, but I'm all in now. I'm bored in a house and I'm in a house, boy. Boy, bored in a house and I'm in a house, boy. Boy, bored in a motherfucking house, boy. And I'm bored in a motherfucking house, boy. 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 Motherfucking house, boy. Bored in a motherfucking house, boy. Motherfucking house, boy. Nine in the streets, niggas riding in the streets. Try the police, then we sob and repeat. I done seen this like a hundred million times. Seen a white light, get a black nigga shot.